You are listening to Fish and Taco Media Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. My name is Sandra Chan, your host of the Sentakume podcast, and this is the first episode of the said podcast, although I would say that this is probably like a reintroduction of the podcast because, well, you know, considering the following, I think now is a good time to start over again. But anyway, so for those that are just tuning in, welcome to Sentaku Media. Um, I've been running Sentaku Media for quite a while, and I actually started a podcast format of my blog, of the Sentakume blog, about 10 years ago, with only a few episodes, and I never really did anything else with it. I think it was around the time when I hit a writer's block. You know, I guess I, I oversaturated myself, and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So, I didn't follow up on it until now. So, this is why the episode's called Let's Try That Let's try that again. Anyway, so yes, for those who are just tuning in, Sentaku Media is a a blog I started, which was under a different name years ago, uh, called Sentaku May. I'm sure maybe some of y'all maybe remember that, but I doubt you do. But if you don't remember it at all, then welcome. <laughs> so, I guess to introduce myself, I go by Sancho Chan, and yes, Sentaku Media, I've been running it since 2007. And it started as a series of blogs that spun into one. And I thought, hey, you know what? I want to take all these blogs and just put them to one site. I'm sure it would be cool. That way I can keep up with myself and everyone else can keep up with everything else instead of having to go to separate blogs. Apparently, like, some people don't like that. Some people think it's a good idea, but I find it's a good idea. So that way I can keep track of everything that I'm into. But, um... I do have, I guess I do want to go to an expanded segment later in this show, but I do want to let's get that off uh, to, I guess, to, uh, yeah. I will talk about more of Sentaku Media later in the show, but I just wanted to get, you know, my introductions out of the way. But I guess I'll talk about myself first. To talk about myself, my, I go by Sanjo-chan, but I have a real name, of course, but I try not to use it too much. Because, you know, I try to separate my personal life and my geek life. I do need to share an interview that I was a part of years ago that tells me more about who I am. But a lot of the things that I said in the interview still holds to tra- uh, true today. But you can also, you know, I, I guess you can find how real I was back then compared to the way I am now. But I'm still... I got, some things have changed. I'm sorry I'm rambling. It's going to be a lot of that throughout this uh, show. Not this whole show, but, you know, I guess it's that nervousness that's coming out. And I'm trying to, like, form thoughts because i got a lot to talk about. But anyway, yeah. So, yes, I try to keep my personal life and geek life separated. So, people will think I'm weird. I guess I shouldn't think like that, but you know, it's good to be on a safe side. But anyway, so I've started Sentaku Media as Sentaku May back in 2007. At the time, I was a wee little uh, lass. So, wee little lass. I wasn't that young, but I was in my teens at the time. I was like, towards the, in my late teens, going towards 20 years old mark. And actually, by the time I'm recording this episode, I'm actually 15 times the age I was back then, so 
I mean by one. That's just 15 times by one. If you just get an idea of how old I am now, which is older but also wiser. So I'm at heart, I'm still true to my age as I was back then when I started Sentaku Media, if that makes sense. Or Sentaku May, rather. But anyway, so, uh, so normally what I do uh, between updating Sentaku Media and then recording this podcast and everything else in between, I am... Uh, I do have a day job, which I am part as a an essential worker, considering when you listen to this episode, because, you know, a lot of things are happening, and basically a lot of things are limited, I'm pretty sure you're, everyone's painfully aware of what's going on, so I don't even need to go into that right now, but, yes, uh, I work in logistics, just to give you an idea of where, where I work, I'm not going to reveal exactly where I work, but basically I deal with partials, uh, troubleshooting, I'm a QA clerk basically, and I troubleshoot packages for everything, like, uh, damaged packages physically, uh, contacting our, uh, customer base to see if there are any issues, and actually getting the delivery to them, and all that good stuff, and I've been with this company for almost five years, and I enjoy every minute of it, compared to the times I've had at my previous employers, <laughs> so, yes, I'm, i very, I'm very thankful for the place I work at. That's kind of like what I want to want to keep it separate. But I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone that I work with are nerds too. But I just try not to, I guess, make myself look weak. But I know there's, uh, I'm sure there are people that know how to handle, balance their you know work life and geekdom. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, I'm an essential employee. So I don't have that much free time as many people have, considering the situation we're in right now. Um, actually, if anything, I'm working longer than usual, so I normally, like, I work no more than 25 hours on a regular day, you know, without crisis going on and all that stuff, but I've been pushing, like, close to 45 hours right now, so, yes, a lot of the updates I've been doing on the, like, Instagram, Twitter, and even the blog, they're starting to slow down compared to before all this happened. So, like, right now, I'm waking up at 2 a.m. in the morning, contemplate what I need to do to get myself hyped up before the day, before I go in. Um, actually, right now, it's 3.30 in the morning <laughs> as I'm recording this. And, yeah, so right now, like, I need to do something productive. So, instead of just sitting around contemplating life, I need to actually do something. And it never happens, and I never get that enough sleep. I don't know why. Like, there'll be some times where I'll wake up randomly throughout the night, and I'm like, come on, I just need to go back to bed, I just need, like, three more hours, and then before you know it, I got, like, one hour window until my alarm goes off, so I'm like, come on, <clears throat> but, well, there's some nights where actually that happens, but I do actually end up being productive as far as, like, turning out blog posts, so that's actually good, but as far as, instead of blog posts, I say, you know what, let me restart this podcast, because when I started it, I forget when I started. I think it was like 2010, 2011. I think it was 2011 when I started it because I actually had an interview lined up uh, from a con I went to. I think it was at MTAC, which is, for those that don't know, MTAC is the Middle Tennessee Anime Convention, which is held in Nashville every spring, every April. So I interviewed Eric Stewart, and I actually had an episode lined up and scripted to have, you know, not really scripted, 
It's actually, I think I intended to edit it, but I never actually got around to editing it. I guess because I can't stand to hear my own voice, but I've gotten better with that over the years. So, if I'm, if you hear this podcast, chances are it will be edited, if not, oh well. <laughs> but I know there's some errors recording this, so that you probably won't hear that anyway. But anyway, so, yeah, Eric Stewart, I interviewed Eric Stewart. I actually interviewed a few uh, voice actors, and some of it, like, I never got a I feel really bad about this because I actually have these interviews still, and they've never been published other than the Eric Stewart interview, which I actually finally published about four years ago on Sentaku Media. And there's some others I'm, like, contemplating about because he's a celebrity, so kind of like, uh, how would I say it? Not active anymore, but, I mean, I guess it would still hold relevancy. Like, I can put it out there saying, hey, this happened, so... That way people will still enjoy it, and then I guess it'll put me up, you know, put me in the, uh, what you call it, the spotlight. So I gotta, you know, putting something up is better than nothing, if that makes sense. But anyway, so anyway, I'm gonna, I think, I'm trying to say, is there anything else I need to add to my introduction? Oh yes, I guess uh, where I live. So I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I try not to, well, I guess it's not, it's not, I mean, it's very obvious, it's pretty obvious that you can tell where I live if I if you read the blog and all the offense I post about are like local ish net region. So like I normally go to Anime Weekend Atlanta, Momocon, MTAC, uh Conuga. That's pretty much in the uh, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee area. So yeah, I live in Chattanooga. Um I've been here for about fifteen years. I lived there for fifteen years, going with sixteen in June, yes, early June, I'll be here for 16 years. I was born and raised in Chicago. Um, my first con before I even moved down here was actually Anime Central. I've been, I, I attended Anime Central like three years in a row. Um, from 20, not 20, <laughs> yeah, 2004, 2004, 2005, 2006. However, I didn't get a chance to go the whole weekend to these uh, to Anime Central, and my dreams uh, some days to go back to Anime Central and enjoy it to the fullest, like I could have when I was fifteen, sixteen. But you know, things happen, good things. Although, but now, like right now, like now would be a good time to go to Anime Central. But you know, that's not a really good idea. I don't even think the con is happening. Like, this year, like, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not happening, and normally it's, like, three weeks from uh, when I record this episode, it's uh, April 21st, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not happening, like, I'm pretty sure, like, every con is happening between now and July, it's not happening, but anyway, so, yeah, someday I'll go back to ASIN and enjoy it the way I enjoyed it when I was younger. And I know, like, you know, their attendance has gone up a lot since then. Like, it's probably at the same attendance level as, um, Awa and Momocon. So, like, I will be, I'm really excited about that. But it will be another year. So, ASIN can wait. Like, I mean, ASIN is going to wait anyway. So, I have no choice. But anyway, um, what else do I go? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've been attending a lot of, I've attended a lot of cons over the years. Um,. Let's see, yeah, besides Anime Central, the first con I attended was, uh, Tramp Con, which is Japanese anime manga paradise, uh, they started in 2008, 
they had another event in 2010, and then all of a sudden they vanished, and then they came back, um, back in, what, 2017, 2016, I think, yes, they came back again, so basically they've been a total of four Japcons in the past decade, but there hasn't been any, like, news of them resurfacing, so that's kind of, you know, sad that they've fizzled out again and then of course you probably if you're all in the chattanooga area listening there's also anime blast chattanooga which i'm actually a part of on staff and i know we've had some issues with venues because the venue that we originally had was at the chattanooga choo-choo but they've limited to what kind of events are held there since they're turning it into a uh uh residential establishment so yes a lot of things has changed over the past 15 years since i've been here so it's like oh what do we do and you know chattanooga is kind of weird right now with a lot of things like they're trying to accommodate but at the same time it's like one thing after another happening and it's like come on guys we can't have any fun so so we just have to make do it well it's not a huge issue but i guess all it comes down to is money so basically if you want to do anything you have to have money and apparently for like um offense as is a size you need uh and especially in tennessee i heard that tennessee apparently it's just weird to have offense unless you're really invested into it and you have a good marketing strategy that's what that's the uh takeaway i got from all this uh pain of trying to find a venue for the con but anyway so i think um if there's anything else i need to do to introduce myself i guess i could ask on twitter Instagram is anything else they want to know more about me, so it'll be like an AMA, ask me anything kind of episode at one point, but I am going to go ahead and move on to our next segment. So, just before I go into my next segment, I'm thinking of having this show uploaded like every last Wednesday of the month. Right now, I'm getting a head start, so I'm hoping that by the time you hear this, it'll be on time, if not, oh well, because it could be either last Wednesday or the first Wednesday of the month, so right now... My goal is to have this episode out on April 29th, which I'm hoping is today that you hear this. So, thank you for listening so far. And also, I do plan on having regular segments. So, like, right now, we're going to go into the anime and more news, which I'll talk about all the news happening in the anime industry, gaming industry, and entertainment, which includes uh, Japanese and Korean entertainment. And then after that, I'll talk more about Sentaku Media, and also, like, pretty much every episode moving forward after the new segment, I'll have a special uh, segment. Basically, the main purpose of the episode is to talk about what's going on in the world. I'm planning the next episode already. I don't know what to talk about. And actually, I kind of, I think I was like, talk, talk a bit about what I was going to say. So I kind of have to mix it up a bit just to get my point across. And also, it will be of relevance to the audience, I hope. So, looking forward to it. So, we're going to go into the and More News segment right now. Welcome to the Anime and More News segment featuring news from Anime News Network, Crunchyroll, Kuriobu, and Kotaku. And to break things off, we're going to start with Anime News and then go into some gaming and entertainment news. So for the first anime news segment of the podcast, we are going to go into the announcement of the long-awaited second season of Tiger and Bunny. It's like, been literally years, it's been literally years since 
you've heard of anything of Tiger and Bunny, because I think that, you know, the last thing we had of Tiger and Bunny was the movie, which is The Rising, and it's actually going to take place, the second season is going to take place after the events of the movie, but we won't get the second season until 2022, and I don't know why it's that long, because, you know, the original Tiger and Bunny anime came out in 2011, which was, like, around the time the tsunami, the earthquake happened, so... Yeah, just think about that with everything going on. I'm like, come on, can't we get a break? But yeah, Tiger Money second season won't happen until 2022. I don't know if they could have done it earlier because of everything going on. But the thing is that we're getting in that all it's news. You know, it's good news. So we can wait. So if we wait another year, then we'll get a quality anime. So I'm like very excited about this. But yeah, it was announced the day after April Fool, so I was kind of skeptical at first, but no, the official uh, Japanese Twitter account for Tiger Money confirmed that there's a second season coming in 2022, so yes, that's the news we need right now in uncertain times. But anyway, uh, the director of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 0083 Stardust Memory, Mr. Kokase, is going to be directing the anime. So, this will be interesting. You know, I'm a, actually a big Gundam fan. I actually haven't gotten a chance to talk about that in my introduction. But you'll be hearing more about Gundam moving forward. And if you haven't finished, uh, well, you haven't finished reading my blog, uh, com, I have like at least a good chunk of posts relating about the Gundam series, especially a series that I actually published that was originally published on a blog back in 2009 that I republished a few months ago, and you can tell how big I am into Gundam. But anyway, moving forward, so the next piece of news we have is the news on the live-action Cowboy Bebop series that's going to be on Netflix. The directors uh, discussed the delays with the recording, of course, you know, among current events, the most, you know, besides the current events going on right now, Concerning the virus, it was also delayed because the uh, star, uh, John Cho, who's playing Spike, Spike Spiegel, in the series, he injured himself during filming. So it was already delayed, but with everything going on, it's been delayed further. But everyone, uh, the director expressed that everyone is uh, excited to get back to work as soon as they can, as soon as, you know, everything is behind us. But they also tease the possibility of a second season which is you know kind of surprising considering that it will be a little while longer before we even get to see anything in the first season so i don't know if it's going to follow the offense to the t of the anime series or they're going to have something original but it'll be interesting and you know the stigma between well, well not between but the stigma with live action adaptations of anime series people are skeptical about it and people are still upset about the death note anime which was okay it could have ended differently in my opinion but of course you know i'm still sticking with the roots so like it was okay it was a good attempt at a live action adaptation but you know the ending was kind of eh but anyway moving on so speaking of delays so i know with everything going on a lot of events have been canceled or postponed due to COVID-19, and that's actually what I'm going to talk about. So, on SentakuMedia.com, I posted a list of events that were initially announced to be postponed or canceled, including concerts. So, I know that list is going to get bigger, but actually, 
couldn't keep up with it because, you know, it's pretty much at this point where anything with, you know, anything, like at least in the U.S., uh, events that involve groups or 10 or more, you know, are basically banned until this thing goes away. And I know people wanted to talk about, like, what whatever country or state or province or whatever country y'all live in that's listening to the show, I know there's talks about reopening some things when it's not really the time to do that, but I would not go to any of these events until there's a cure or until there's very evident signs that the threat of the virus is, you know, gone. No more, you know, the virus is gone. So that's what it looks like the case, you know, with a lot of these events. So, of course, it started back in March. I updated this. I started and updated it up until March. Um, let's see, what was it? It was uh, MTAC. MTAC was one of the events that, were, that was close to happening before all this started. So they were, uh, they announced that they postponed it until October, I believe. If not, just straight up cancel it, which I think would be better at this point. Um, I mean, just considering what's going on. I mean, it looks like things are improving, but not really improving, if you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, MTAC was postponed. It was one of the first events to get to get, to, to get postponed. I'm sorry. Um, also, there's another con in, uh, in town in Chattanooga called Metrophon Con. They were originally going to set to happen this weekend, um, or well, at least May 1st, from whenever you hear this episode. It was originally going to happen, but it's been postponed to late October, which is like the weekend before Halloween. Um, MomoCon was actually announced uh, that they're canceling the event for this year. That was going to be on Memorial Day weekend, or at least the the last weekend in Mar- uh, May. So, no event this year, but they're going to go ahead and schedule uh, next May, same weekend, same uh, holiday weekend. And... Anime Expo has been canceled, which is normally on the 4th of July weekend. So that's been canceled. And then it's just way too many to list because I was even updating it. And I just said, you know what? It's like very obvious. um, Yeah, it's very obvious that none of these is happening right now because it's just too dangerous. Because if these events go on, there'll be more issues, more turmoil, and it's just not worth it. And like, I'm even surprised that a lot of people were upset that these events getting canceled. Because, well, first of all, re- they're canceling this for good reason. And people keep saying that people are overreacting. Now, like, okay, so if it was just, you know, one thing, it's a cold, it's one thing if it's a cold, but considering the severity of this disease, it's like, you know, there has to be a reason why these events are getting postponed. And, like, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, like, it's sad that these events are getting canceled, and I know a lot of people rely on these conventions to, you know, for everything, for, like, you know, emotional support and businesses. Because, like, a lot of uh, artist alley fenders, they're pretty much out of a secondary income right now. Because they go to these shows to promote their wares, to promote their, you know, business, and all that. And they're resorting to Etsy and Redbubble for their income right now, but, you know, it's not as... Not, easy compared to having a booth at uh having a booth or table at an event because you got to pay extra for shipping and all that stuff so unless they just happen to you know make it big like you know get lucky cool but 
you just gotta think if you can't make it to a con, obviously, best you can do is just help yourself out, help others out. Like if you have a a cosplay that you're working on, this will be a good time to improve upon it or make another one, so that way you have something at the ready when you, it's time to go to a con when it's you know good to go. So anyway, so I think got that out of the way, got that point out of the way. So moving forward, so. Speaking of COVID-19, so we have a lot of anime in Japan getting delayed. And, you know, Japan, up until a couple of weeks ago, it appeared that they had like a... Uh, it seemed like they had the situation under control, but then after they announced the, the Olympics getting postponed until next year is when things got a little out of hand. So now everything is getting delayed in Japan, so... Uh, like, uh, what's the biggest anime series? Okay, One Piece. You won't see One Piece for a minute because of the virus and also Pokemon. I think, yeah, Pokemon's getting delayed. Say, so Pokemon One Piece getting delayed and a lot of other, like, movies are getting delayed pretty much up until, I'm guessing, Ju- July? Early July? It's interesting, though, not just in Japan, but also here because there are also some book releases that are getting delayed, so... Any books that were scheduled for release in May and June are getting pushed to July. And I know one of them included the novelization of the Final Fantasy XV novel, Dawn of the Future. That was originally going to be released in June, but now it's pushed to July. And actually, I personally thought it was going to be in July anyway, so that kind of worked out. But yeah, so that list is actually up on Anime News Network's website. Because they, of course, they do a better job of keeping up with it than I do, so... I'm going to link to that in the show description, which you can see in your comments of the show. So anyway, that uh, clears out our anime news segment, and we're going to move on to gaming news. So for the gaming news, I'm pretty sure everyone's painfully aware, in a good way or bad way, depending on how you put it, of the release of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I know I know a lot of people are probably mad at that statement, the way I put it. Like, okay, so personally, like, I'm not a big fan of Final Fantasy VII, but I know that's the game that people need right now in uncertain times. So, if you're a big fan of Final Fantasy VII, yes, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that you're enjoying the game. I am going to buy the game eventually, but I'm going to wait until it's a complete game because, you know, the way the game is being released, apparently it'll take some uh, time before it's complete. Kind of like, you know, Final Fantasy XV, so I'm going to wait. I played a demo, it's pretty cool, and again, like I said, I have no connections with, uh, emotional connections with the game, so I'm like, eh, I'm like, I really wish they continue, like, finish Final Fantasy XV properly, but whatever, it, it is what it is, but anyway, so, the game was released on April 10th, and a lot of people are still waiting for their physical copies of the game, I believe, but I'm sure, like, people who rely on digital downloads, you know, they pretty much finished the game at this point, so cool, you know, it's cool that you finish it, but just don't spoil it for everyone, right? So, like, we pretty much know what's going to happen in Final Fantasy VII, just from the original game for the PlayStation, And but there's also, like, extra material that's added for the remake, so definitely keep an eye, you know, look out of your fellow fans, keep a look at, you know, keep your fellow fans in mind if they want to play the game they haven't yet, so just a heads up. Um, also, with the game being released... On the release date, considering everything going on, it was, you know, being delayed for some people. It was actually released early in some places. So, I think it was, like, released a week early 
in some places. So Square Enix, of the Final Fantasy VII account on Twitter, said that we're going to release this game early, but keep in mind that don't spoil it for everyone else. So basically, same thing I said. So there's that. But anyway, moving on. So um, the latest Cooking Mama game got an unauthorized release. And it's interesting, it was an article, an in-depth article on Kotaku, that the company that originally made Cooking Mama got with a company to distribute the game, but they pulled out at the last minute, and the company that was going to release the game for this company released it anyway, and I'm like, what the heck? I think it was released on the eShop, but it got pulled soon after, because they were like, wait a minute, <laughs> why is this on here, but... There were some issues, like not only that they released the game without authorization, but there was also issues with the game that doesn't make it a perfect product in the company of the, uh, in the eyes of the, well, rather the eyes of the, uh, the creator, the company, parent company of the game. So that's interesting. And that will be linked to the show notes for this episode. And also to finish off gaming news, the ESRB and PEGI, which is the European equivalent of the ESRB, uh, as the description of loot boxes and their game ratings. So, you know, like, if you re- go to the... E- if you read the ESRB rating for games, you know, they have, like, a detailed description of what's in this game for, you know, different ratings. They'll put the description for loot boxes because, you know, in the eyes of many, this scene as a form of gambling, right? So, I mean, it is gambling when you think about it, but just considering that some people have ruined the concept of loot boxes... You know, they say, you know what, we're just going to put this in here just to, you know, be transparent with people. So, so yeah, that's going to be a thing now. But anyway, <laughs> I think that's all the gaming news I have. I was hoping to have more, but that's all the news I can find out of interest. Besides the release of Animal Crossing, but come on, it's Animal Crossing. There's a lot to go along. And actually, probably by the time this episode's released, I'm going to have a copy. It'll be a late birthday present for me, so I'm looking forward to it now. In the next episode, I might have something to say about it, so stay tuned. But anyway, to finish up our news segment, we have entertainment news. So, got a bit of um, um, bad news and good news just to top it off. Um, so, this month, um, we were shocked that of the news of the passing of a famous Japanese voice actor. So... Uh, the voice actor, uh, Keiji Fujiwara, passed away at the age of 55 from cancer, and it was a shock, as he was, he's been in a lot, as you can tell, and for those that don't know, who don't watch dubbed anime, uh, well, who watch Japanese dubbed anime, rather, he was the voice of Mace Hughes in Full Metal Alchemist, he was also the voice of Reno in Final Fantasy VII, and... Also, I didn't know this, like, I totally forgot about it, but he was also the voice of Arden Isunia in Final Fantasy XV, and just recently he was actually the voice of Byakuya Ishigami, uh, Senku's father in the, uh, Dr. Stone anime. So, yeah, it was, uh, a shock, like, I didn't know he was battling cancer, they might have announced it, though, but, you know, stuff like that I don't really pay attention to, because, you know, it's nothing you want to see, like, on, you know, Especially when you have a bad day, so I feel really bad about not knowing it. And I feel- so, uh, move on to better news. So the his actually his uh, uh, co-worker, I guess you said his co-worker, or the word escapes me at the moment. But you know the op- the actor opposite of his character of uh, 
Keiji's character, Hughes, uh, Sunichiro Miki, who played Roy Mustang in Fullmetal Alchemist, he recently opened a Twitter account, and his first post his first post was him introducing himself as Sunichiro Miki, and then for this occasion, I decided to open, open a Twitter account. And he already has, like, at least 200,000 followers. <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool. So, you know, a lot of people uh, probably shipped Roy and Hughes, like, as I did back in the day, but... It's actually kind of sweet that he started a Twitter account, so I wonder if that's after what happened. So, so yeah, go follow him on Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle will be in the show notes for those that want to follow him. Anyway, moving on. So, we, there's a few more news pieces to clear out the entertainment segment. So, Kim Jae-jung, who's originally of TVXQ and of JYJ, he got in trouble on April Fool's for announcing that he was diagnosed with COVID-19. And, of course, that wasn't... That's something you wouldn't joke about, considering the severity of the disease. So, he got in trouble and he stepped down from a lot of his activities. And he was even going to do a uh, a, a fan meet in Japan, which is not going to happen either way. But, you know, he canceled it because of what happened. And, you know, a lot of things are getting canceled now in Japan because of the virus. So, you know, he... Basically, you know, he apologized, although people said that he wasn't sincere. People said that he wasn't sincere in his apology. But to make up for it, he did donate masks for healthcare workers in Japan after everything that happened. So, so that's very commendable. So that's the best he can do considering what he did. And it's very disappointing that he did it considering he's of TVXQ loyalty, you know, considering, you know, how big the group is, although he's not part of it anymore after everything that's happened, like, years ago with SM Entertainment and all that, but, yeah, so, anyway, speaking of, uh, entertainment, um, YG Entertainment is teasing a new boy group by the name of Treasure, and they, uh, Korea Boo reported of the, uh, what you, what you call it, the, the shots, the teasers, they released teasers of the new members of the group, so you can check that out. And last is a video I saw from the YouTube channel DKD TV. I believe I think I butchered the name of it, but the link to the video is in the description. Her name is Kang Nara, and she she's a North Korean defector, and she came to South Korea basically like in 2016, 2015, and she was actually a consultant on the show Crash Landing on You. So. She was interviewed about things that were noticed that were odd compared to what's, you know, the norm in North Korea. I mean, South Korea, rather. So, like, you know, North Korea, you can only have so much or do so much. Like, the electricity is on only during certain times of the day. There's only one type of car driven and not many people can drive cars. Pretty much the people higher up can drive cars. And if you want to go on a, if you want to take a train from one part of the country to another, you have to have permission to travel, and also you, I mean, even the the train, apparently, like, I think, like, okay, so, in Korea, I think from to get from Seoul to Busan, it's like five-hour train ride, right? But from what I remember of the interview is that to get from one, uh, like, the corner of the country to Pyongyang, it's like a week, and I'm like, really? Is it that long? 
it probably like pulled them or something. I don't know, but that's pretty interesting. But unless he was exaggerating, but I mean, like, that's kind of believable if it takes that long to get from point A to point B, especially considering the way the country's ran. It's interesting, but anyway, you can check out the full interview um, on the YouTube link below to DKD TVs. And I, I really recommend watching because that was very interesting. So if you're looking for something to kill the time, there you go. So that's it for the news segment. And then next up, we're going to go talk about what makes Kentucky Media unique. All right. So our main segment of this episode of the podcast is... We all been waiting for the origin story of Santaku Media, and I know things the way they are. This would be a good way to figure out like what the heck is Santaku Media. You might have like there's probably a chance you've seen it like in your social so maybe you visited. It's not a huge deal, you know. It should be technically, but you know, it's basically it's a hobby of mine that I've had since. Well, 2007, let's say 2007, but technically it's 2005. It just evolved and evolved into what it is now in 2020, like nearly 15 years later. So, but yeah, you're all about to hear about how I started Sintaku Media. And I do want to add that there's like a, an abridged version of what I'm about to say on SintakuMedia.com on the about page, but there's more detail that. I want to talk about, of course, that, you know, brings about what I'm doing now. So, without further ado, let's get on with what Sentaku Media is all about. So, we'll go back to 2005. I hope I didn't say 2015, it's 2005. So, I don't know, I keep, whenever I refer to 2005, I keep thinking 2015, I'm like, well, 2015 wasn't that long ago, it was like five years ago, right? So, I know, 2005, this is like 15 years ago, and this is even when I was still living in another state, but we'll get to that. Anyway, so, Sentaku Media, for those that haven't figured it out, it basically means the center of otaku anime and games. That's the original name of it, which was actually Sentaku Mei. You probably remember Sentaku Mei, but things have happened, which brings us to where we are now but so yes that's what sentaku media means but you know, it used to be called sentaku mei which is c-e-n-t-a-k-u-m-e and you know like remember the anime i don't know if people are familiar with the anime manga series Genshiken. it's kind of like that although i had it stylized with sentaku mei with you know periods after each syllable so yeah just think about that so but after a lot happened, I re- decided to rebrand it to what it is now. But anyway, I'll get to that. So, it was around 2005 when I started playing a few um, uh, MMORPGs. One, um, well, well, my first MMORPG was actually Ragnarok Online. So, I think it was like 2004 when I started playing it. And actually, I made a few friends with that, which I've... Uh, well, at the time, I made friends, but they vanished off the face of the earth. Like, I mean, whatever handle they went by back in the day, they didn't go buy it anymore. And even, like, one friend actually 
Actually, last year, my friend and I were trying to find him, find information on him, but I'll, I'll get into that later. That's probably for another episode. I probably sounded too stalkerish, but there was actually a reason behind that. But there'll be a future episode. But anyway, uh, so I played Ragnarok online. I used to have a live journal as well. So, like, everything that happened, I would think about on my live journal. So, like, anything good or bad, I would talk about it. But most of the time it was actually bad because one of the friends that I was actually referring to, we actually got into some disagreements. And I was actually married to one of these players. Like not in not in real life, but in the game. They at the time they introduced the marriage system. And so like when they introduced the marriage system, this uh character I'm not gonna refer to him by his either his real name or uh in-game name. I'm not going to refer to him right now, because I don't even know that's, you know, I mean, that's to keep his privacy, to respect his privacy, but I honestly don't know if it's a good idea, because I can't find any more <laughs> info on him. But anyway, again, another episode. Um, So anyway, he got, he proposed to me in-game to get married, so when they introduced the marriage system, I, we got married, and then things happened. I got preoccupied also my computer crapped down on me and then I couldn't play as much anymore and then he threatened to divorce me I think they had at the time they had implemented the divorce feature and then when they did he did it and he kind of you know he was being really uh uh we call it uh very he was taking he was taking it too seriously let's just say it like that that was a better word for but I lost it came away from me went away from me but um that happened and I complained about it on my life journal and at the time there was someone I was friends with we used to be friends well we weren't really friends at this point it was acquaintances but I complained about it and then he wished things were better for me but then I took it a little too seriously and he eventually ghosted me because of the way I acted so well I'm sorry, but I have the right to fence about whatever I want to. I know there was, like, some cases where I went too far, but honestly, it was a very stressful situation, and it sucks that I was ghosted the way I was, but... But anyway, moving on. So, the better day. So, pretty much after all that happened, this is when Sentakume started. So, when I... After I played, well... Actually, it was between Ragnarok Online and Final Fantasy XI. I still oh, it was actually we the the friend I was talking about. We actually the other friend, not the one that goes to me, but the, the other one I was married to in Ragnarok. We actually got made up and we played Final Fantasy XI. So instead of repeating the mistake I did with Ragnarok, I went ahead and created another blog. So this is one of three blogs that I started about that eventually became of what we see today. Um, it was originally called Nakashima of Remora. So, of course, I abbreviated it to Nakrim, which you can see where it's just going, which is N-A-K-R-E-M. Uh, so, I used to play on the Remora server, and my character was, uh, character's name was Nakashima, which was actually the same character name I used in Ragnarok Online for the main character I had. Because she was a, uh, Mithra player and I was a red mage going through red mage things on a remora server which didn't go as well as I expected so 
yeah, as you can see where this is going. But anyway, so any progress, good or bad, I would post it on the blog. And any, like, updates, I would, like, ping it on my live journal. Because I made it a point to not post anything like, you know, that in, on my live journal anymore. So I posted, like, it wasn't really anything um, important on my live journal. Like, I would reblog, reshare anything I see on other live journals that... Any, uh, yeah, and any of the fandoms I were a part of, but it was this was before the Tumblr days. But things were well with Live Journal; they were different back in the day. But so, um, yeah. So I created this blog. I posted everything relating to Final Fantasy XI, and there were even some bad days where I would chew out another player. I know this is actually kind of like iffy. This is like, actually, I wrote a post about this last year. About my strategies of venting about the online gaming community, which I know I shouldn't do, but it's probably like another episode, but just in short, this is something I will talk about in another episode, but in short, i a fan of actually like speaking out my thoughts and not keeping a bottle up inside, so this is kind of like the situation that I'm in now, that I was in back then, so... Yeah, so I would have bad days where I would just say, hey, that's really ridiculous. Like, I need to put it on paper, so to speak, and just fence it. And then not only I would talk about like the bad stuff, I'll talk about the good stuff, of course. That's important. So I did post like uh, information, good information, and then what I did as a red mage I learned from other players back in the day. You know, this was like before YouTube, right, right before YouTube launched. So, on the World of Warcraft blog, I did the same thing as I did with the 11 blog, Final Fantasy 11 blog, but I, I think I actually was actually proud of myself with what I did with the Warcraft blog, because I was really into playing my Warlock, which I actually got to the max level at the time, level 70. I was a level, level cap at the time when uh, Burning Crusade came out i believe it was burning crusade oh my god <laughs> i forgot that my expansion packs i know there's been like it's probably like maybe what seven expansion packs now in the game i don't know i stopped that wrath of the lich king and actually i feel really bad i didn't even uh, get a chance to progress through that because i bought it leveled up um dark knight or whatever it was called and then i gave up so i felt really bad but yeah i got Warlock to level 70, I didn't get a chance to, like, do a whole lot of in-game content. I did do some in-game content, but since at this point I was dropping off as into the casual sp spectrum, like, the guild I was in, they were actually not really nice. The guild I was in wasn't very nice. Like, they tried to help out, but if it's, like, serious content, they pretty much ignore you. So I felt, uh, I felt miffed uh, a few nights. So I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just play on my own accord. And then there was a time I actually quit. And then when Wrath of the Lich King came out, I played it, leveled up Dark Knight to probably like, I was probably like maybe 10 levels out before the level cap. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I played for like a month, actually. And then, actually, this was in 2009. So, yeah, see, so I was playing World of Warcraft for like three years on top of updating um, what became of Sentaku Media. Oh, although, however, I will add, I, f I totally missed one more step. So, while I was updating my World of Warcraft blog, I did 
Alright, well, actually, I stopped updating my World of Warcraft blog. This is where Sentaku May comes in. But, while I was updating my World of Warcraft blogs, I started a third blog. And, of course, it's a theme with this. So, the third blog was called Nakashima's Anime, or Nakime. Nakashima of Anime, I think that's where I was going with. I was trying to keep up the theme, kind of unoriginal. Using my characters' names from the games I played. And basically, like, if you've looked at an anime blog, it's pretty much what I try to do. It's actually what I'm doing now. I'm going back to my roots, which is actually helping out a lot. Because if I go back to where I started from, instead of trying to copy off... Not not necessarily copy off, I'm more of getting inspired by other people. I posted tidbits of information of the anime I watch. At the time, so at the time, actually, I was watching Welcome to the NHK, which I actually did a channel surfing post about on the blog that you can read right now if you go to SentakuMedia.com. And also, I did, uh, what's another? Oh, yeah, Death Note. This is when Death Note was a thing. Because it was in 2006, so Death Note was airing at the time. So I, I had opportunities, a few opportunities to talk about it there. Although, looking back at it now, actually, I... Not too long ago, I actually went back to that site. It's actually still up because it was a Blogspot site, right? All of these were on Blogspot, not WordPress. I could have done it on WordPress and I could have had better success than I did on Blogspot, but I you know I was so used to Blogspot at the time. So, okay, I'm just going to go deal with Blogspot. So, um, the site, um, the uh, I went back not too long ago and. Of course, it's literally with spam in the comments, but I actually didn't put much effort into it as I thought I did. But I guess when you improve upon yourself, you see that you you know you always see that. Whenever you improve upon yourself, you go back to your very very your early works, and it's like this isn't my best work, and so that was the case. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm improving upon myself of what I did before. Like I go see what I see, uh, see what I wrote, and then transform it and to make it better and relevant. To make myself productive into producing more content, so that's one take a positive takeaway from this. But anyway, so yes, I started an anime blog. So basically, I had three blogs at this point. So now you can see where this is going. So in 2007, like middle 2007, I'm still updating my other blogs. At this point, I'm not updating Nakarim anymore, but I'm still updating. The World of Warcraft blog, which was called Nakashima of Warcraft, by the way. So, Nakao, again, the naming themes. <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm still updating the two blogs at this point. I pretty much abandoned the third, uh, for, the first one. I abandoned the first one. And I decide, some, I decide to do something a little different. So, I'm saying I want to get a domain name. I always wanted a domain name. I always wanted my own website because I was fascinated by the websites that you saw in GeoCities and Angel Fire back during the Gundam Wing days. Like the, the shrines, character shrines. I actually started that. Actually, I did start a website called The Fortress. I didn't know what I wanted to do with the site and it failed miserably. And just thinking back, I'm still using... Geosite, uh, Geocities, I say Geocities, Geocities and Angel Fire kind of, you know, HTML editing, and it looked pretty bad, and actually I did approve upon it, I would find templates, HTML templates of websites, and build it like the sites you saw back in the early 2000s, of like, you know, with Naruto and Bleach, I don't know a couple of Bleach and Naruto shrines, websites I actually went to, but these were like evolutions of the sites you saw for like Gundam Wing and 
Dragon Ball C and Sailor Moon back in the day. So that was trying to build a website part of that. But anyway, so moving forward, yes, I eventually got a domain name. So in 2007, it was like around June and July that I decided to name Sentakome. Because basically I wanted to include everything I enjoyed. So uh, I'm an otaku, so I enjoy anime and games. At least that's what it means outside of Japan. But I decided to, you know, embrace what we call it here. And, you know, build upon that. So Sentakume was born. So the original domain name was Sentakume.info. So I actually, like, I still have the domain name now. But, like... As far as I want to keep it, it's up in the air. Like, I might end up selling it or just keeping it because, you know, I still have emotional connections to it. And plus, you know, I'm still I'm still active, although under a different, slightly different name. So, yeah, Sentakume was born, and all the content I had from both, or at least all three blogs, I had to choose on whether to take it with me or take bits and pieces of it. So, I ended up taking bits and pieces of it. I... Any, uh, like, good content that, that was my favorite, I would take it to the blog as a, uh, yeah, I guess as you would call a cornerstone, a cornerstone content, I think that's how, what they call it, but I, I, any important content I had, I put on that site, the new site, and then I started from scratch, so basically I kept going from what I was doing, updating two separate blogs, but put it on one blog, but... It was also at this time when I stopped playing WoW. It was a period where I stopped playing WoW. So I actually focused on more anime content. Anime-centric content. Kind of like what you would see at the time on uh, Otaku USA, which is actually still going in publication. At least right now, I think. But um, So yeah, I would like talk about the cons I've been to. Anything that was going on in the world of Otaku media. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, that's what pretty much became of Sentaku May, which is what we see now as Sentaku Media. Although, the early, like, the first five years, no, well, the first three years of Sentaku May, I hit uh, a road bump, a couple of road bumps. So, the biggest one of all, actually, I'll go into, and this is actually something you've probably seen me reference if you pay any attention. If there's anyone listening to this paying attention, close attention to what I post between Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, maybe my, some YouTube videos I have on a channel and maybe from the, uh, about page, maybe if you, uh, stumbled upon a podcast from reading my about page. Well, the rope bump I'm referencing is a, from a guy that I had an unfortunate encounter with online so back in the day, back yeah, it was in 2009, 2008, 2009. Um, for those that are listening, you probably know of Danny Chu. So Danny Chu, he's the son of Jimmy Chu, the uh, shoe designer. So Danny Chu, he's the founder of the Good Smile Company, right? If I believe, if I remember correctly, he's a founder of that. So he has a huge empire behind him, and so like he's come a long way since then. You can tell. Um, but he used to have, well, he used to have a blog. He it's not, it's not really a blog anymore. He had just basically turned into a website about who he is, what his company is, and uh, everything that he has. He's done in the past. But he had a blog where he updated his adventures in Japan, and people could leave comments on this. Oh, wow, that's amazing. So I would actually be active 
be active as much as I can. Although at this point, I'm not. I'm trying to avoid forums because I have bad experience of them. But that's another episode. <laughs> um, so Danny, he had his website, and he also had another website in addition to his own called Otaku FM. So Otaku FM is basically for bloggers. Um, where if they have a blog for uh, those that focus on Japan or otaku or anime content. They can submit their blog feed, and once it's submitted, it gets feeded through this website where other people can see what's going on around them in the otaku sphere. So, that was actually pretty cool, and actually I benefited from it a lot. Although, I lost a lot of my, um, what you call it, my uh, fewer, well, fewer base, well, visitor base, because of, you know, I neglected the site later on, like, you know, up until five years ago, but I'll, I'll explain later. But, yeah, so Otaku FM, there's a site similar to that one. It's, I guess he got inspired by this website. I'm not going to name any names, but this guy that ran a website that's similar to Otaku FM, I saw his website, and I said, hmm, I'm going to try to submit my site to as many as I, as I can. I even, like, looked around on the site. I'm not even going to name the name of the website either, just because I think, just considering what happened, I'm like, I don't want to support this guy. I don't even know the website's still around anymore, honestly. And I, I haven't even bothered looking because I'm that upset about it. It's been like 10 years since this happened. But this guy had some of the website to Otaku FM, so I submitted my blog. I, said, I submitted some Takume to it. And about maybe a week and a half later, he... I noticed that he happened to approve a bunch of new blogs. Because I'm guessing at this point he's a student or he's just really crazy with life um, going on. So he can't do it every day, right? So he some, he approved of some blogs and I didn't see mine on there. And so I shoot him an email asking, say, hey, uh, a polite email, of course. Mind you, this is a polite email. Saying, hey, I was wondering what's the status of my website and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's what I said. So he responds, like several hours later, he responds, and this is where it pisses me off to this day. Actually, it pisses me off, but also kind of empowers me at the same time. Although this could have been a whole lot better if, you know, if he took the time to improve of what he said. So I'm about to tell you what he said. He said that I think the blog is too video gamey. Gamey, G-A-M-E dash Y. That's all. That's all he said. I'm sorry if you heard a. Yes, that's all he said. So I'm like, okay, what does that mean? So you know, at this point, I have, uh, I don't have much content on World of Warcraft anymore. Like probably like any like news bits from it. Cause at this point, you know, this is when I stopped playing WoW. Actually, in 2009, that's when I stopped playing WoW, and I actually focus on more content that you know, I was comfortable with at the time. So. My big man's side was an approach to Kotaku or something. I don't know. That's the thing. He never elaborated on why he thought my site was video gamey. Because I actually took the time to write him a polite email asking, hey, what's going on? Or, like, if there's anything I need to do. But he responded with, I think the site is too video gamey. That's it. That's the whole air of that email that I got from him was like I was wasting his time. And instead of, like, critiquing, doing a positive critique on my site or just wording it better than what he said initially, like, it could have, I couldn't have, you know, I would not be making a big deal out of it as I am now. 
So I shot him an email back saying, well, I don't appreciate your comment. I wish you could elaborate on what you meant by that, but it hurts my feelings and you can just delete my account. He, I will add that he did respond to that, but at this point, my, no, the damage was done. So I like moved on. I never even like, I'm pretty sure it's on my Gmail account if I decide to look, but I'm just, I'm just putting it behind me because I don't need that negative negativity. In my life, especially right now with everything going on. So, in 2020, April 2020. So, I don't need that right now. So, I'm sorry if you were curious to see what he said. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm going to just keep it buried. Because at this point, what he said, I'm actually improving upon myself. So, I'm at the time, I was actually very, what you call it, uh, sensitive. Uh, you know, I took it seriously what he said and actually I limited my content which is you know just to appease him or anyone else with that same mindset but in 2020 and five years since I've relaunched Sentaku May and Sentaku Media have actually included more content that I want to include okay so that's the positive I got out of it so screw what he or anyone else of his mindset says so Basically, I'm proving it upon myself, so I'm, like, really proud of myself of where I am now. I'm sad that I didn't keep up with it as much as I did back then, but, you know, it is what it is. So I just had to, uh, in 2020, I just had to navigate around to what we have now, so I'll figure it out how to get it back. But anyway, moving on. So, yes, that's one of the road bumps I've had, but... Uh, I know I've gone on to like maybe 30 minutes of this, and I try, in a future episodes, I'll try not to go on too much. But, uh, I know, I, actually, the next episode I have is probably maybe a little longer, to be honest, but I'll try to keep it short, but there will be, uh, actually, for the next episode topic, I do have supplemental content that you can read in addition to hearing what I have to say, although what I'm going to say is going to be different from that to the, the, from the next episode. It's going to be different from the next episode, uh... Because I'll have supplemental content. So, look forward to that. But anyway, moving on to this episode. I'll try to finish it up as soon as I can. So, I'm done with, like, the first five years of Sensaku May. And, basically, from 2010 up until 2012, maybe 2013, I'm doing pretty good for myself. At this point, I have AdSense on the site. And I've had... I've gotten paid $200 so far. Actually, I'm almost at 300 at the 300 mark. And considering what I've been through, like, I still have the same AdSense account I had from when I started the site. So, in total, I've made $300 from Sentaku uh, Media. And that's an accomplishment. I wish it was more than that, but now I can make it more than that considering what's going on. Although, at the time when I started Sentaku May, I didn't have a job, but I do now. So, I'm like, what was the point of having it? But, you know, you gotta consider, like, the offsets and stuff, like the uh, domain name and all that stuff. So, when you think about it, it actually pays itself in the end. So, pays for itself in the end. So, um, that's one half advice I would give people that wants to start their own that wants to start their own blog and maybe monetize it, but, um, I know I'm just rambling on at this point, and, um, there's a blur between 2012 and 2016, I hit, I, like, I'm producing a lot of content at this point, around 2012, and then I just stop, so this is, like, what killed me the first time, because I'm doing pretty good up until then, I actually ha- had, like, several, ro- uh, several issues at this point, or roadblocks, so I had 
writer's block. So I did have a writer's block, which I'll admit that, you know, for unfortunately admit that. I had writer's block, I overworked myself, and then I had distractions in my life, and then it was distraction after distraction to the point I'm like, okay, I'm just going to step back from this and just focus on taking care of myself. So I had uh, a friend that I made a few years earlier. There was a uh, group of uh, friends I met through our anime club at the time. It was called Scenic City Anime and More. Um, that's actually probably the source of my content and my inspiration to continue what I'm doing now. And we lost a friend. We had a friend who passed away unexpectedly, unexpectedly at the end of 2012. And that kind of helped with the upcoming roadblock I had. And then I just overworked myself at this point. And then I had an illness in my family and then eventually turned into a death. So that few years into the new decade of the 2010s, that was uh, that hit me really hard. So I know people that thrived at the end of the tw- late 2000s, you know, they also hit some of the roadblocks like... Not with me, but like maybe job wise and stuff, because it was like a financial crisis about roughly ten years ago, right? So I know that's actually kind of you know coincidental considering what's going on, and we're kind of going back into what we did uh, back then. So I'm really hoping it's better. Like I mean, I'm really hoping that we recover from this considering the situation. And although at the time it was kind of like out of out of people's hands, you know, it's. Times are different. I'm hoping that we learn from previous mistakes. Is what I'm trying to say. So, but moving on, um, yeah. So, Sentaku, the original Sentakume.info, Like, if you go to the site now, it's you're probably not gonna get much on there. It's actually still running the WordPress site. Although I probably don't recommend going there because I have to like clean up the site. If you go there now, you might get like a error message, a database error message. Fortunately, I was able to copy the database and retrieve some of the old content from it, which is what you'll see now if you go to SentakuMedia.com. Um, not all of the content's on there, although I'm, like, cleaning it up and posting it where, it, where it's relevant, uh, relevant, so there you go. But anyway, I'm trying to figure out what else there's left to talk about, because at this point it's been 30 minutes in, and I'm gonna, like, I'm trying to, I know I keep rambling on the way I do, and I just did it just now, I stumbled where I needed to edit it out, but the more I talk, the more better I'll get at it, and then, you know, less editing I'll have to do, hopefully, but there will probably be some places where I'll forget to edit this, so I apologize. Um, let's see, what else I talk about? Oh, yeah, so, one other thing I do want to talk about, and actually I'm going to probably go wrap this up, and anything else I'll talk about probably in later episodes, or you can ask me questions about it if I didn't answer it here. Or on the about page, like I'm welcome for conversation. If you want to know, no, learn more, learn more about me. So I'm looking forward to it if you're interested. But anyway, so after that whole incident with that blog, that it's a blog aggregator. I think that's how you pronounce like aggregator. I would pronounce that right. It's not really a thing anymore, as you can tell. But after that incident with that blog aggregator with the webmaster, I actually decided. Uh, I started my own website, although it didn't take off the way I expected because, you know, there was, like, so many factors into it. Like, I think it was also probably uh, a part of my creativity block at the time, too, because I had so much going on, and then I was frustrated because there were some, you know, 
what they would call uh gatekeepers gatekeepers actually i commented about this on a blog on uh on another anime blog and basically they referred to that person as a gatekeeper so yeah the gatekeeper <laughs> after that incident with the gatekeeper on a, on a blog aggregator um i started my own website called any broad which i actually plan on reviving in the future um, basically, that's the same thing, basically, uh, like, any content, especially not just blogs, I know blogs are kind of tapered off a little bit, but anyone with, like, an Instagram account, Twitter account, want them to promote it, to get the, to get the, uh, what you call the, the viewership, the, uh, visibility they need, that's my goal of this website, so I'm hoping that it takes off again now that I have a better mindset, better view of what I want to do in the future, so, I'm hoping if you're listening, I hope you'll like want to know more information about. It. I'll talk about it in, in a future episode, probably not the next episode, but it will be sometime this year. I will talk about talk about more about Annie Broad, or you can just go to um, SentakuMedia.com. I do have a page about Annie Broad, so you can get more information about about that. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up soon. So I'm like 34 minutes in looking at this Anchor app. So um, let's see, is there anything else? That I want to add about this. I know I normally go into these uh, segments knowing what I want to say, and then I say something else that you know wants me to say something else, kind of like what just happened now. But I believe that's it. Um, but that's in a nutshell what I've been through, how Sentaku May got started, how Sentaku May turned into Sentaku Media. Basically, well, okay, I will add that that after Sentaku May. I decided to rebrand it as Taku Media because after all that was said and done, I had a better view of what I want to do and what I want to include. So that's why Sentaku Media is what it is now. So it doesn't have the same traffic as it did before, but I'm hoping to get it back to that point. So I think I had like 100 views per day, 100 visitors per day on the original blog. So. I'm hoping to get back to that soon, and it's actually looking that way. I just gotta keep promoting, gotta keep producing more content, you know, I just gotta keep at it. I think in the end, I had about maybe 300 posts, maybe 500, maybe more than that, I gotta check, but yes, I'm looking back at it, I'm I'm very impressed with myself of how far I've come. Of course, SEO was also different back in the day, so... Yes, uh, SEO techniques that I employed back then worked for me, but Google changed it so much, and now it's like, not even putting a dent, barely putting a dent in things, but now it's like, it's turning out better now, so I'm really excited about that, so if I keep up what I'm doing now, it will pay off, but anyway, so I believe that's all I have, I'm gonna go ahead and call it, cause like, I do have more to talk about, but at this point, after the death and the family, and then restarting it, I'm kind of like back to square one. I, although I will say that, um, what I, I do, I will want to say what I want to do. Why did I start blogging? Why am I promoting myself the way I am now? I will say this: I want to share my mindset with other people that share the same mindset. So, Sentaku May, which means everything otaku centric, which is different from what it's called in Japan. I'm interested in anime, I'm interested in K-pop, I'm interested in gaming, and I'm interested in Gundam. Because there are people that 
not necessarily into anime. They're probably not into anime as much as the next person or vice versa. But, you know, vice versa. I don't know. (laughs) But I hope to, you know, start a revolution, a unique revolution that other people like me can relate to. And then, like, if they don't keep up with the information enough, they can go to find my source and say, okay, cool. And this person likes the same things I'm into, although I can't keep up with it at the same time. Also, in the future, this is where other people come in at, because I do... This is what I did back then, this is what I plan on doing now, moving forward, that if anyone likes what I post, and if they want to contribute, they can. Right now, I do have a contributor on SentakuMedia.com. His name is... We, we call him Sippy. Um, we been friends for like 12 years now i believe yeah with 12, 12 years time time flies man time flies so i met him through our anime club here in chattanooga that we had not uh saudi daisy anime club actually i do need to check them out whenever they have meetings again after all this is over but no it was our original anime club scenic city anime and more so we've been friends for a long time and i'm very grateful for helping out and I enjoy hanging out with him and all of our friends. So thank you again, if you're listening for contributing and I hope you share more ideas with everyone in the future. And yes, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough, but anyway, that's all the time I have for this episode. Actually, I think there's one more thing. Oh, so I'm not going to do it for this episode. I will do it for the next episode. I originally had this lined up, so I don't know how I'm going to release these episodes. It will be like the last Wednesday of the month. So if you are listening on a Wednesday, maybe a day later if it's late, then yay, you're on time. I was originally going to have a blog highlight segment for March. But I don't know whether to make this a May episode or April episode, if that makes sense. But this will be a pilot episode, so I might just include it in the next episode. So don't worry about listening to the highlights for this month so far. So anyway, um, that's all the time I have. I want to go ahead and end it here, and I'll have better content fleshed out for the next episode. And also the timing of it, because I know this went on longer than I thought. But honestly, I didn't know how long it was going to go on. But anyway... So thank you for listening to the re-attempt at my Sentaku Media podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Chan, and if you find this entertaining, you can find more on SentakuMedia.com on the WordPress blog. Also, you can find Sentaku Media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Sentaku Media. And it's also a Twitch channel, which is Sentaku Chan, which is, you know, like Sentaku Media Channel, but Sentaku Chan, C-H-A-N. So, like, Sentaku Media, but this replaced the media with Chan, C-H-A-N, and then you're there. Also, it's on YouTube, too. This the same name used on YouTube. So, Sentaku Chan are basically for the visual channel. So, just keep that in mind. And look forward to another episode on the third... Not the third Wednesday, but the last Wednesday of the month. So there's five Wednesdays in the month of April. I don't uh, I don't have a calendar in front of me right now to see how many Wednesdays there are made. But just basically the last Wednesday of the month, that's when you expect the next episode. And I'm not going to say what the next episode is. I, I do did mention that there will be supplemental. There's actually supplemental content 
available for the topic I did choose, but I'm not going to spoil it right now, but you just have to tune in to find out. But anyway, thank you again for listening, and until next time, so long. I'm pretty sure the sources of the information is no longer there, or it just takes forever to load, or whatever, but, you know, yeah, so that was like the beginning of what we see today, but after... Uh, like, maybe a couple of years later, it was actually, like I said, this was in about 2005, right? Actually, it was 2004, but 2005, 2004 is when I played Ragnarok, but 2005 is when I started a blog. In 2006, I actually, this is when I moved from Illinois to Tennessee, where I live now. I live in Tennessee now. And I restarted the formula of blogs, as I did with Nakashima of Remora, with a blog on World of Warcraft. So I did the same thing I did there. Although I think I focused more on the positive content, of course. You know, like useful content. I focus more on there. Of course, you know, Ragnarok Online, there's going to be more bad players than there are good players. So, um, so I leveled up with a Red Mage. Her name was also not uh, Nakashima, I believe. No, Nakaichi. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, oh my god, I forgot my own character's name, I believe my character was Nakaichi, this, this is where the formula of my name, character names go into play, so you can tell, uh, how I started, it's it's just a random name, it doesn't mean anything, you know, Nakashima actually means inside of an island or something, rough translation, within an island, middle of the island, Uh, that's the rough translation of Nakashima, but, 